Good Saturday morning, everyone. This is Vicki with Tail Talk. Um, well, it is Saturday. It's probably around 5 a.m. And this is the day that I will be saying goodbye to my boy. And, well, it's been rather interesting because... Um, nothing has really gone according to plan, but that is the way life is. So, as to how today is going to go, your guess is as good as mine. But I have enjoyed my time with my boy. We haven't really gone out anywhere because the weather has been so terrible. And it is all apparently my fault. (laughs) That this weather is so terrible. It just seemed to follow me. I got in on Thursday. It was nice. Well, it was 60. That's that's nice. It was a little drizzly, you know, but 60 and drizzly I can live with. Well, as I waited for the um, adoptive family to pick me up, the weather progressively got a little worse and worse and worse. And yeah, there you have it. A nor'easter. I guess that's what they're calling this. Very big, causing problems everywhere. And yesterday we trans it it transformed from a rain event to a slushy snow event. So we didn't go out at all yesterday, which is fine. It was uh, I had plenty to do to keep me busy. Um, unfortunately, one of the little boys in the family is very sick. And ended up in the hospital yesterday. So, as I said, um, you know, when you make plans, you have to be open-minded enough to know they could change. So, we are still um, kind of not knowing exactly how today is going to go because the little boy is still in the hospital. So, I've been thinking a lot um, through the night when I wake up about whether... I should leave Valor um, because it might just be more than they can deal with right now. But I'll tell you, if you want to know the true character of a family, watch them in crisis. Now, when I use that word, hopefully that's over-dramatizing the situation, but because they don't know what's wrong with the little guy... um, you know, that kind of thing. They can't seem to find anything. All the tests that they're running are coming back okay. So that's very frustrating when you've got a little one who's hurting. And they keep saying, well, this is okay, and that's okay, and this is okay. And yet the little one is hurting. <laughs> so hopefully they can come up with an answer. And um, But what I have seen is amazing stability in this family and just going with it not letting themselves um, panic or freak out or get angry I mean we're all human and we all have our days and everyone has the right to have those days it's how they you how they how they express themselves during those days and what I've seen is incredible stability And just a further affirmation that this is the right place for my guy. 
So, unless something drastically changes, I will be leaving him in their care. And um, the good thing is that he's low maintenance, um, you know, and um, certainly will have his adjustment, but I think, you know, that he will get the care and the love that he needs, and I will be able to then start focusing on my new friend Schnoodlenitz. Well, you know, what's wrong with the name Schnoodlenitz? I mean, I think it's a good name. <laughs> and if I got a dog named Schnoodlenitz, oh my. Anyway, so as you can imagine, the emotions are all over the place. I feel badly for the little boy, and and the mom has been with him all day. She was supposed to be at work, couldn't go to work. I, I'm always amazed at how the Lord... Um, unfolds things. Um, she had a flat tire. Normally, she would have gone off to work. And um, the dad was going to take the, the little boy to the doctor. And that's okay. Um, dads can go to the doctor just as easily as moms. But, you know, I don't know what it is. I was the same way. I wanted my mom with me when I had to go to the doctor. Well, <laughs> um, there was a flat tire, so they had to get that fixed. So... Uh, Mom just decided, well, I'll take, you know, you know, boy to the doctor. And, well, she hasn't been home. That was yesterday. The appointment was at 1130. And she hasn't been home. I feel badly for her. Right? And yet it was too nasty out for Dad to drive to the hospital to pick anybody up or because it's just been nasty. And because the car that's left behind has a donut... You know, <laughs> well, you got to be careful where you drive, you know, in that situation. And it, and it really has been nasty. So the plan is to at some point go to their um, mom's parents' house, which is about 40 minutes from here. And Nicole, my daughter, is supposed to leave work and pick us and meet us at the parents' house because it's about half the distance to, um, uh, you know, to uh, from my daughter's work to the parents' house is half the distance that it would be to come here. Well, I will keep an open mind, um, because, you know, we'll just play it out as it comes. Um, you know, I thought, I've been thinking a lot, too, in the last couple of days as to why did I decide to get a dog? Because there are some difficulties that go along with it, and you have to accept those difficulties because you are dealing with a living, breathing creature that needs you in so many ways, and you have to be willing to accept that responsibility, and, you know, it's no criticism to any individual, but there are folks who just say, no, nah, I don't want to deal with that especially <laughs> during weather days like we have had yesterday, not having to take a puppy dog outside four or five, six times a day can be appealing. <laughs> so why did I get a dog? Well, I applied, you know, many years ago. I got my first dog trained in 1978, and I just loved the freedom. And when, of course, you know, when you apply for your first dog, you don't know really what to expect. You know what people have told you, but people tend to tell you the good, the good, and the good. 
But when it comes to this kind of thing, there's the good, the bad, and the hard. And, <coughs> excuse me, I think it's very important to share with folks who are making, considering making this decision that it's an awesome thing, but it is incredibly hard work. And there can be some difficulties. Um, obviously, the school does the best job they possibly can with regard to a match. And that's what we trust them for. They get to know us through the application process. Most of the schools are very similar. Um, you fill out an extensive application, lots of questions about your living environment, what you're doing, what, what you plan to be doing, how many people in your family, do you have other animals? Um, and then they have you get a medical form from your doctor. Or, you know, the concern is just to make sure you're healthy enough for training. Um, what needs might you have while you're in class? Are you diabetic? Um, in my case, I have a few dietary restrictions. Um, uh, and then they, if it's your first time around, they do ask for references. They, they want folks, you know, either mobility instructor, uh, personal friend, you know, folks that maybe could, could, um, be of some value to the school as far as, are you a good candidate for a dog? Um, other uh, uh, dog guide handlers, maybe. Um, if you have any uh, um, issues, you know, mental type issues, they just want from your, your doctor, your psychiatrist, psychologist uh, information. Um, and the reason for that, people might wonder, what? well, training is tough. And I personally don't feel that even our schools share this enough. Um, oftentimes people come in, and I, I've brought this up before, but people come in and they're like, oh, when after I, my life was terrible until I got my dog and everything was beautiful. Well, I have to tell you that I can't, maybe there's one or two situations where that could possibly be true. I don't know. But for the most part, folks, you know, you're who you are before you ever train with a guide dog. And that dog is just going to enhance that. Hopefully that's the goal. Um, you're a good person. You're, you're capable. Um, working with a dog guide certainly can build confidence. I know I travel around a lot more with my dog than I would with a cane. I can do it with a cane. Um, I believe you should be able to do it with a cane. Um, but I, I've always been kind of frustrated when I hear these people. Oh, my life was just a mess. And um, I, I, my, and I've, I believe I've brought this up folks before it's like well how does how would that make someone who doesn't choose to travel with a guide dog feel oh because I choose to use a cane my life sucks my life isn't worth anything I don't think so <laughs> so yes I love to work with a dog do I need a dog no do I want to work with a dog oh yeah I do um and I think that putting this into perspective is such a big help to the general sighted public. Yet this appeal of, oh, until I got my dog, I was nothing, certainly is a fundraising tactic. Um, and I understand that. But I, I would love to see more people say, yes, I chose to get it. One of the things that is so important to me is when people are considering, I've gotten phone calls 
I want to get my mom a dog or I want to get my son a dog. And well, you know, what do you mean? Um, well, what school can I apply to for my son or daughter? None, zero, because that should be your son or your daughter or your mom or your friend. That should be them that does the applying. You can help them get research. You can help them get the information. But this is something, if it's something they really want, you know, the research should be able to uh, be done by the, the potential dog guide handler. Um, you know, so it, it certainly can help someone, but it, in, unless they truly want the same thing, um, it really shouldn't be on someone else to make that decision for someone. Um, you know, and it is a commitment. You better be willing to get up early in the morning on bad weather days to take your dog outside or you're going to be cleaning up lots of messes. Um, you better be willing to get your dog out and get him or her some exercise. It's good for the dog. It's good for you. And what would be the, these dogs, the seeing eye invests sixty to $70,000 per team. And so, yes, if you're going to get a dog, you need to work the dog. And um, I have been so humbled and impressed by folks who have said, as much as they loved working with a dog, I cannot justify training with a dog because I don't work the dog enough. And I, it, that would be a hard thing for me if I, you know, I'm sure as I get older, I will get to that day. I dread it because I absolutely love working with a dog. And so when putting, putting all these things into perspective, evaluating, do I want to train with a, you know, once you've gotten a dog and you love it and you have had successor dogs, for me, and this is just for me, I go through a brief moment of, especially after, you know, if I lose a dog, I, my last, um, um, I, I've known of friends who have suddenly lost their guides due to something like a, a cancer or, and, it, and it's, you know, it's an emotional, um, it, it's just something you, you just can't even describe um, as to how awful it feels to have something like that happen. So, you know, you have, I have this brief moment of, do I really want to start over from the beginning? Am I really ready to have a dog that has no interest in being with me, who loves the person that trained them, who would rather be pretty much anywhere else but with me? Am I ready to do that again? I never have said no. I've wondered, like, hmm, what that... By the time the hmm is out of my mouth, I've already gone to, oh yeah, let's do it. So, in answer to my own question, yes, I'm ready to train with Schnoodlenitz. Um, knowing that Valor is safe and sound abs absolutely helps. Um, and I do believe that he, you know, will have the most amazing retirement life. So, uh, in conclusion... I don't exactly know how today is going to go, but I will probably stop back in at some point, maybe not until tomorrow evening. And I do understand that, you know, not that this will be heard if, if it's still an issue, but apparently my podcasts are not online, so I may have to write to Anchor to find out what the heck is going on, because <laughs> folks have tried to access them and they're not able to do so. 
So, I'm not sure if it's my Wi-Fi connection or what. So I may have to try to go onto my other phone and see if there's a difference because that has data. Uh, data. <laughs> so anyway, just in finishing up, yes, working with a dog is an amazing thing. I love it. I've done it since 1978, and I hope I have many more years to continue working with a dog. It is not for everyone. An uh, individual can be assisted by family and friends as to whether a dog is right for them, but the ultimate decision must come from them, not from anyone else. Um, and so as I continue through this adventure, I suspect today will be there will be some tears. And you know what? There's already been some tears. And that's okay. Um, I don't mind it because holding it in just gives you a headache and a stomachache. And we don't want either one of those. So, until next time, this is Vicki with Tail Talk. You guys are totally awesome. And I will talk with you again soon. <laughs>